Hello, everybody, and welcome to Untethered.tv, your single source for deciphering the mobile experience. I'm your host and founder, Rob Woodbridge. Today, we are talking to Pat Higby, who's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Zap Media. They're based out of Washington, D.C. Some say the radio is dead. I look at the radio as the last big media that has a captive audience. But how does mobile improve that experience? without detracting it, just like what is happening in the television world with the second screen and the, you know, the mobile device is the second screen or the TV is the second screen. Pat is here to help us understand that very question and so much more. Welcome to Untether.tv, Pat, and thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, Rob. It's great to be here. Yes. Well, we were just commiserating before we started about the weather. Uh, he's in Washington, which is obviously your nation's capital. I'm in Ottawa, which is my nation's capital. And we seem to be exchanging weather patterns. So I, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed a little bit of summer. We're back into full on winter here, even though it is at the end of at the end of May while we're, we're recording this. Um, and also, I you know, I didn't talk about this before, but I always have a bone to pick with you, Was Washington folk, because you took my baseball team away from Montreal, the Montreal Expos, and you moved it down to Washington to become the Nationals. But um, I, I, it's okay. I, I can get over that for this conversation. We're enjoying them. Yes, and rightly so. Competitive team. All that uh, hard work that Montreal did to build a good team. I'm glad you guys can <laughs> reap the benefits of that. Um, but uh, so as that media, you know, I'm uh, interested. We covered you guys uh, on an episode of This Week in Location-Based Marketing, which is another show that I do. And uh, so intrigued by what you guys are doing because we were so excited about the, the potential of the technology. Why don't you explain who Zap is, what you guys are doing? Well, Zap is really based on giving consumers a voice and enabling them to connect directly with brands. And what we're doing is our first product is called Zap Ads, and that's designed to make audio advertising work better for consumers, advertisers, and publishers. So that's really what we're all about. I mean, it's 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 amazing. So these are voice prompted ads that that require interaction from the user. But but you know, this is this is one of these last things that I don't know. Do people? believe that there's a possibility to take these audio ads and and create two-way interaction are you having a hard time selling this and people catch on to this very very quickly it's not difficult at all uh, to sell no people I, want it well yeah because they're doing it and obviously do you believe that that radio is i mean what are your views on on the way things are going with radio right now well i think there's a paradigm shift going on uh, terrestrial radio has been around almost a hundred years and things have been done a certain way but internet radio over the last 10 or 15 years has come on strong the listenership of internet radio there are 140 million people in the US that listen to internet radio already the total market for terrestrial radio is 238 million so it's caught up uh, most of the way very quickly. Uh, and why is that happening? It's happening because people get a more personalized experience. They get to hear the content that they want to listen to, you know, in the order they want to listen to it. So that's really the big deal is personalization. So, to some extent, music discovery, but a personalized experience and to take it with you wherever you are, those are really positive things. 
You know, here's my experience with internet radio because I love it. I mean, I don't have a clock radio, uh, you know, in my bedroom. The only place I do have a radio, in fact, is in my car, like a traditional radio. But I was in Amsterdam recently speaking at a conference and the hockey game. I'm a Canadian, right? And it's the Montreal Canadiens versus the New York uh, Rangers. And that game was on broadcast here in Canada. But uh, obviously I was in Amsterdam. I woke up at uh, whatever it was, five in the morning in Amsterdam, which was 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And I... the the, my immediate reaction was to was to tune in to, uh, to the Montreal radio station and listen to the end of the hockey game, right, from where I was in Amsterdam. That kind of stuff. My mother traveled extensively. She was, uh, you know, um, worked with, uh, with our development agency here up in Canada. And she would, back in the day, she would carry a short wave shortwave radio <laughs> back so this is this is what we're seeing is this revolution that has happened where radio all of a sudden it doesn't you're not contained to your local geographic region anymore aren't you that's it's right amazing and, and another thing about internet radio that have uh, not been exploited before is the fact that it's being streamed over the internet actually gives you a two-way connection and that's what we're taking advantage explain, of explain explain how you do that well, the way we do it is through a combination of voice technology, cloud technology, and mobile technology. But we have software that lives inside the internet radio app, and that communicates with our servers in the cloud. Uh, so the plug-in that we have that goes inside the app, that allows control over the microphone. Mm -hmm. So in between stories or in between songs, when an ad typically plays, that's when our plugin takes over. We deliver an advertisement, then we prompt the user. The user uh, speaks, and we control the microphone. We listen to that. We figure out what they're saying, and then we respond accordingly. So this is, I, I mean, do you know? So there's 134 million internet radio users. That's what you were saying. 140 million 100, today. 140 million. And is it uh, is it scattered across multiple apps? Is there, a, is there a leader in the internet radio application world? Are they individual apps? What's the landscape like that? Uh, there are a couple of leaders. The, uh, the largest is Pandora. Mm -hmm. And they have 76 million active users, uh, followed by Spotify, which has 40 million. But 40 million, that's sort of worldwide. Uh, Spotify is much more of a global company. Right. Right. Uh, so they're the two leaders, but iTunes Radio is coming on fast. There's something over 20 million listeners. And then there are a plethora of other apps that are everything from ESPN to uh, ABC News, all kinds of other content that's available uh, through Internet Radio today. So I use uh, TuneIn Radio. It, I mean, all it does is broadcast traditional radio stations into one application, right? It brings in all of yes. that. Um, you know, it's fascinating because we're, we're talking right around here with this time where Beats was just acquired by Apple. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation around the wearable use case, but also the Beats radio, right? The, the uh, music service that Beats has, has uh, been able to do with Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. Um, so, I mean... When you see a company like Apple, who has their own music or their own radio station, go out and, and make something an acquisition like this, that's got to be a sign. Like it's one of the biggest acquisitions since I think Next, right? Since they bought the operating system. Um, when you see something like that, you've got to think this has to be an indication that we're in the right business. Oh, we see only <laughs> positive trends for what we're doing. It's not only a big market already; it's growing rapidly, 
and uh, really just getting started when you think of it along the timeline. So, yeah, we're very encouraged not only about uh, where we are today, but the growth prospects. And when you think about what it is we're doing with advertising today, there are many extensions that can come from that uh, that just make it better and better. Do you, do you have a, a theory on why? I mean, everybody's speculating why Apple bought Beats. Do you, do you guys in the industry look at this and have a, have a special theory on this? Or do you subscribe to the, the combination of everybody's got them on their ears, which is a wearable device, and everybody's using, everybody's raving about the usability of their, uh, of the, of the radio, internet radios? Well, I know what I know from uh, reading just like you have. So the latest thing that I read said, really, they want uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. They need some new coolness around uh, Apple, which uh, they seem to be losing a little bit. The idea that they have the hardware actually softens the blow of the $3 billion price tag because they have about a billion dollars in, in revenue. But really, they're looking for that cool factor to bring to iTunes Radio to draw listeners to it. Yeah, I would speculate that that's it. You just never know with Apple. You know, they come up with some kind of biometric reading uh, device that goes into the headphones, sucks your brain dry or whatever. You know, who knows? But they have that, that capability. I mean, that was a total uh, sidestep because I'm interested in this because as this emerges, this is becoming another another uh, battleground. And, and do you think that this industry is, is uh, you know, a 200 million v listener world? Is it a billion listeners? I mean, how big can this grow? I think when you grow it worldwide, it's going to be billions of listeners. There's no question about it. Uh, there are times when radio is the, the best thing available because we call it when people are ultra mobile, when they're driving, walking, exercising, working, and they're doing something with their hands and their eyes, but they can be listening to content. So that's when radio is great. And I think it's just going to continue to grow and, and grow worldwide to uh, billions. How has it changed? So, you know, we used to think about the traditional days and you look behind me if you're watching this on video. Uh, I mean, those are actually CDs. Music yeah. CDs, right? Because I built this bookshelf and I have nothing else that fits in those categories. They're actually CDs full of music. Um, so, you know, we've gone through that traditional and right next to me over here, it are a whole bunch of albums, like real albums. So, you know, the, the evolution of music has happened to the point right now where, uh, you know, nobody buys music anymore. We rent it, right? Which is this world that we're living in with the, with the radio stations, these, these uh, internet radio stations. Uh, I, I mean, uh, is that transcendence from physical goods to digital goods now happened fully? And now it's just about accelerating the number of users? It's not just, uh, it, it hasn't fully happened because you look at competing models for how people are trying, how companies are trying to deliver their content. And if you just look at Pandora versus Spotify, for example, with Pandora, what, what their thing is, is their music genome. And you can connect and it sort of figures out what you like. You create a few stations and then based on the songs you like and don't like, it continually delivers content to you. So that's one method. Uh, the Spotify method is more along the lines of giving you the exact song you want at the time you want to hear it. Like RDO, and, right? Yes, yep. but the, uh, there's, 
there's actually a monetization that comes into this that's very important. Both of them have uh, pretty different business models today where it's 88% uh, of Pandora listeners are actually uh, listening to ad-supported radio. Only 12% are on subscriptions. Whereas if you look at uh, Spotify, 25% of their 40 million or 10 million people are actually subscription listeners because they just love getting any song they want anytime they want it. I think what we, is going to happen as we help to monetize the ad-supported world better, the economics of ad-supported radio will improve dramatically uh, on the internet radio side and that will allow the Pandoras and anybody who has uh, an ad-supported environment to deliver an even better experience than they can deliver today. Allow people to get to that song just like you could pick the CD off your shelf there. Which I never do. Play but, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, but uh, so I think it's going to get better and better, but the economics have to change in order for uh, the profitability to be there to make the user experience better and better. Well, you know, it's funny because when was the last time you paid for radio? Never, right? Right. No, none, no human has paid for radio. Right. Like, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I, I haven't been on well, satellite since, radio, but that's what I'm saying. So like we, we went through this process where, you know, radio was just on. Right. I turn on my car. The world came with radio, shall right. we say. Right. And uh, and, I, I, you know, I remember recording songs from the radio, the, like the radio was just this free stream. And then Sirius came along and then like whether it worked or not. I mean, you could I think you can debate it. Um, uh, the Howard Stern signing from Sirius. Like, uh, you know, there's I, I listen to uh, Backstreet uh, Station, Backstreet Radio Station because it's on Sirius. And, and uh, but the the consolidation that has happened there. And I don't know many people who have paid for Sirius Radio because all of a sudden the Internet radio came along. Are, is it now there's so many people using it that this might sound like a dumb question uh but is is paying for radio a viable business model uh it, it is viable today because right. uh that's the only way that an absolutely pick your song and play it exactly when you want to hear it uh, that's the only way that can be uh profitable today and uh, Spotify is proving that. Right. So, so it it works today. But as the ad-supported model improves with monetization, and we think it's going to improve dramatically, uh, that can change. And you know, so if the ad-supported model gets uh, as good as we think it will get, then it'll be less of a uh, of a business model to have a paid subscription. And and. You know, I think a good example of that is Spotify because they're doing so well with subscription, yet they've now moved into the ad-supported world because they realize you have to be in both worlds today. Well, I mean, and Apple kind of forces your hand when you've got a, the cloud of Apple offering free service like they do, right? Um, only yes. in the United States. But it, it, it's... It's a it's a weird thing to consider that uh, that the the foray into this industry right, which is the goal is to get as many listeners as possible, is with a with a pay or you know with a I guess they all started with this in this pay world. Um, what does the advertisement have to do in order to be able to eliminate the need for the humans to pay? Uh, what it has to do is it has to have dramatically higher response rates. That's really what makes advertising more valuable. 
And if you think about radio advertising uh, traditionally, the way it works is if you if you wanted to get somebody to respond to something, you have to repeat it several times, and then you have to hope they remember the name or hope they remember the phone number. And later on, they think about it and they act on it. Everything changes with Zap ads because in that case, now a listener, if they're interested in something, all they have to do is listen for a prompt and respond to that. So if it's call now, you don't have to remember a phone number. You don't have to wait till later. You just say call now and you're talking to that advertiser. If it's a website, you will just say go to and it'll bring you to the page. If, if it's about downloading an app, you say download app and you do that. So as an example, here's, a, here's a, um, an advertiser who's one of the biggest uh, of all time, Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola, uh, they've had some challenges with their fountain drink sales. So they've created the whole freestyle machine where you can configure, just like the internet radio, you can personalize your drink. Mm -hmm. And they now have a freestyle app that listeners can download and they uh, use this app to configure their drink, then they go up to a machine and get it. Well, you think of, of Coca-Cola as a branding advertiser, but now they have an opportunity uh, with radio listeners to actually get people to download the app. Mm -hmm. So they'll get listeners engaging with their brand, downloading the app, and this is the key strategy that they have to improve their fountain drink sales. So. Uh, that's one example because it's just so easy. They don't have to say, hey, go to Coca-Cola.com and download the app. You just say download app and it's it's on your phone right then and there. It, it, I mean, it's so powerful to think that through because, I mean, we were talking about this on the show and, and the concept is that you, when you do two-way radio, it's, it's, it could be just about advertising, but it, this could also be about engagement for t traditional radio stations uh, that are being broadcast out over the internet, internet to get uh, immediate listener feedback and contests and those kind of things. So that engagement that has never been there except for through the phone, um, now all of a sudden you have the ability to prompt people, right, to prod them into engaging with the radio station in real time. That's Absolutely. pretty cool. And uh, it, this can be for polls. Uh, it can be for contests, as you described. So uh, for lots of things. So it applies to the content as well as the advertising. Yeah. And I, I think that, uh, you know, it's all about being able to not only get people to uh, respond more frequently and more easily, but being able to measure it as well. Because it's the measurability of that that now an advertiser can understand in terms of hard ROI. That's what they're looking for. Well, will they be shocked? I, I think they will be. I think what will really be the most shocking is the fact that with higher response rates, the publishers and the advertisers both do better. Mm -hmm. And there's been such a black magic around radio advertising for so long. Just measuring the number of people that heard it is difficult. Internet radio improves that certainly, but there's still a skepticism amongst advertisers because they haven't seen uh, dramatic results yet. And why? Because the ads to date, if it's an audio ad, it's putting a banner up. That's the only way you can respond. And the 
the phone's in your pocket or it's on your dashboard. So you can't respond to it. But now when you're able to respond, the ability to respond it being simple, spontaneous, and convenient changes everything. And those higher response rates, uh, the, the numbers are are significant as how that improves things for the advertiser as well as for the publisher and and the listener. You brought up a bunch of points there because it's it's fascinating to see this, right? So, you know, um, you have metrics in radio station, traditional radio stations, terrestrial, and even, even the big guys like Pandora, you have a user base, but that's not who your target customer is. Your target customer could be like, 500 or 300 of those people right and and you know with, with the way that uh, the technology is advanced you can now segment and segregate and get to those 300 people uh, in in at the right time at the right place but but uh like that's what i mean by shocking is that at the end you know maybe it's only five people that engage um, and uh, do you think that this has a downward pressure on 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 advertising dollars because the adjustment is now you've always sold audience and now you're probably going to only sell engagement, right, or interactions. And you go from, say, a, you know, 100,000 target audience to 90 engagements. And then that's what they're really buying at, at some certain point. Do you think that there's some kind of downward pressure on advertising uh, costs? I, I really don't. Uh, well, downward pressure on costs, I think the budgets uh, don't move a lot. Mm -hmm. What I think will happen is they'll get more value for the budget that they have. Gotcha. And companies are looking to grow. If they find a vehicle that'll allow them to grow, they're not going to reduce their budgets. They're going to put more money toward it, and they're going to get more out of that that budget. So I don't see. Uh, I, I see more efficacy. I see higher return on investment. But I, I really think it will attract dollars to the internet radio medium. Yeah, and do you think it takes it away from terrestrial or other media like newspapers and, and, uh, and television? Well, no question. And in fact, actually, it will take some away from search because you think about what's happened to media over the last 15 years. All other forms of media are subsidizing search because what they do is they promote their, uh, their URL, their domain name, and then people say, I don't know what that was, I'll Google it. Right. Well, if you can act instantly without having to later uh, go and Google it, it, it uh, really now makes it that much more doubly effective for an advertiser who's not paying twice to get the same listener. No kidding. And so, I mean, why isn't, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of technologies that have come out in the last year obfuscate search, right? So Siri and all of the voice commands and the prompts and Google Play is the same thing. Um, and, and now it, it, you're, you're spot on, right? Is that um, now all of a sudden, if you can target much more appropriately than, uh, you know, it's active targeting as opposed to uh, waiting for somebody to type in your name into a search bar. Um, why hasn't Google the king of search? moved into this space or are, do you think that they move into this space well i i think it's a natural i mean uh google is advertising king of all advertising yeah. so uh i th i think this will attract their attention there's no doubt about it and uh you know we actually uh work with double click for publishers because a lot of the big internet radio companies are using DoubleClick for publishers, so we integrate directly with it. So 
they're in and around everything that we're doing. And I think as the numbers prove out, uh, it's a natural space for them to look. Yeah, I mean, they're also creating like a you know, driverless car. So they're going to have to integrate the radio at some point into this. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it only makes sense. They get everybody driving driverless cars and then they put the radio in. <laughs> but it brings up a great question about a little bit about future thinking around this, because, you know, um, you start to think about, uh, you know, companies like uh, these are these are landlocked companies like Sonos. Right. So they create a great sound system. And, and, uh, and then you, you start to think about the uh, the mobile devices, you know, the, the iOS devices or Android devices or Blackberry devices or Windows devices. And then you start to think about uh, the combination of those kind of things walking into a car. Right. And then you've got things like iPlay and then whatever Apple's going to announce around their, you know, connected home operating system and all of these things that start to play into your world, which is, you know, taking the music from your car into your house, into your bedroom, into your office, you know, wherever you may be into the gym. Uh, what are you most excited about when you look a little bit future aside from what you're doing with Zap, but rel related to it? What technology do you see out there that is just going to be the catalyst to that billion person growth that we're going to see in this space? Well, I, I really think it's the number of platforms that are connected to the Internet. And uh, there's just a lot of innovation around how do we really make the living room work better than it ever has. And a lot of people are trying. Apple's trying. Google's trying. Uh, Microsoft you know, is Microsoft's trying. Microsoft's been trying for a long time. Uh, so they're, they're a combination of things in the connected home, the connected car, uh, all that are going to benefit from what's going on in Internet radio now, things that we're bringing to internet radio can easily be brought to those platforms as well. And uh, you know, voice interaction is one part of it, a listening experience is part of it. And we think that wherever people have a, an audio stream that they're listening to, it, it only makes sense to give them an option to interact with it. What we think is important to make it scale is to keep things simple, super, super simple. And uh, as an example, Siri, it's pretty amazing technology, but it's trying to do some very, very difficult things. No, no matter what the user says, they're trying to figure out what that is. And in a, in a broad domain, that's near impossible. What we've done is made it super, super simple, a simple message we prompt the user for exactly what that advertiser or, or what that DJ or, uh, wants to hear, and all they have to do is say that. That's all we have to recognize. So keeping it simple like that will make this available to the masses, make it feel comfortable and an easy thing to do. There's plenty of time in the future to get more sophisticated with it with natural language, but right now people just need to become comfortable that they can actually use their voice to get what they want. I, I mean, are you seeing results, great results, obviously, with what you guys are yeah. doing? Yes. So our first publisher is NPR, National Public Radio, and they've got six different advertisers now in their NPR news app. They call them sponsors, and their sponsorships are, are doing extremely well. Uh, these are companies like Smart Car and T. Rowe Price and Fox Searchlight and uh, Carbonite is, is another example. They're doing extremely well with 
uh, United Healthcare is another. So the response rates that they're seeing are excellent and they're completely measurable. And there's another thing that we're seeing that's really fantastic. Everybody's always known uh, that ads have a lifetime to them. That's why you constantly see new creative. Well, in, in the case with Zap ads, because they're so measurable, you can see how well they do over their lifespan. And over a period of time, eventually ads will lose their efficacy and then you need a new ad for the same product to, to you know, interest people again. So there, there's a couple of parts that make it work. One's the motivation side. You were talking about the targeting. The motivation comes from targeting the right people at the right time with the right message. We're about the method. How, once you've created that motivation, how do you remove the friction so that it's just simple for people to act? That's, that's our role in this. And you know, it's so, the way you describe it though, it, it, it is so different from the way that radio has worked since the days that radio was invented, right? When advertising came on there, because uh, now, now what you're talking about is uh, a requirement, uh, you, you know, well, let me ask the question, is it, do people have to rethink that the way that they're doing advertising in this means to be able to accommodate this? They can't just take their existing stuff and create ads out of this. Uh, do, does it take a rethink? Well, uh, it, it takes a, a little bit of uh, creativity to figure out what will be the most effective. We can actually take existing uh, creative audio and append stuff to it, mm -hmm. but the way to make it uh, work best is if you create new audio with this call to action in it. Uh, so thinking about the call to action and then rather than having to spend a lot of time uh, saying your domain name or uh, saying your phone number and whatnot, you just give them a simple thing to say, call now, and yeah. it initiates the call right then and there. So it, it's not a big lift, but we're we've put enough features into zap ads to give the creative people a whole new palette to work from that's simple to use simple to create ads from but gives them room to do things they've never been able to do before in terms of uh, driving direct response well I, you know it, it's true for the very first time and, and you know the tune in radio app that i do use uh, you know, I, I ridicule it because it's it's a very great resource for me. But to your point is that they use banner ads, right? So the banner ads are at the bottom of the page. And what do I do? I, I launch, turn it off, put my headphones on and go. Like those banner ads are great, right? But not, <laughs> not for radio. Like, uh, so, but that brings a whole bunch of things is that, you know, because they're using banner ads, right? Which is not what you should be doing on a radio app. Um, but they're able to... Uh, get data from these ad networks that, in theory, I think if I looked at the banner ads, they would be much more relevant to my space, the time of day, to my browsing history, to my app history, and also to the radio station history, right? So they'll know that I'm listening to a radio station in Ottawa or Montreal or Toronto or Holland, and they'll be able to customize that banner ad a little bit better based on my location and all those kind of things. Um, the thing about radio uh, and the thing about the internet radio is that it should be able to do that as well. But beyond that, if you 
you listen to one, if you're locked into one system, say Apple, uh, I should be also able to bring in my purchasing uh, history from iTunes, right? The apps maybe that I've downloaded, the travel apps that I've downloaded, as well as maybe the iBeacon, uh, you know, the knowledge from iBeacon and the places that I've been in the visit, to be able to tie that to a, an absolute offer that I cannot refuse provided to me in audio. Do you see it, that, that kind of great day for you and the advertiser when all that information is deposited in and, and the right message, like beyond a shadow of a doubt, that message hits the right person and you're only you're only displaying it to the three people that are interested do you see a day like that well it's it's going to get closer and closer to that but it's it's a lot more uh basic than that today mm -hmm. the main things that are being used for targeting today are age location and gender right uh and all of the thoughts that you have about their listening history and things like this certainly that's going to get better and better over time, but it, we're not really there today. Uh, but, you know, even where we are today, if you just create the right motivation for even 1% of the listeners and make it frictionless for them to interact, the numbers are phenomenal. Right. So uh, it, it will get better and better as far as targeting. One thing though that there is some pushback on from consumers is what's called retargeting. Uh, so a lot of the internet radio players are careful about that. They, they know that keeping their users in, in their fold is super important. So retargeting, not necessarily, but better targeting, absolutely, it will get better and better over time. And big data is all part of that. Yeah, you don't want to look like like the web is full of retargeting and it and it drives you crazy because I might I might be on a Pokemon website for my kids. That doesn't mean <laughs> that I need to see Pokemon banner ads everywhere I go, right? To, and and right. I, know, I know a bunch of companies that do that, uh, especially because I do a lot of research and uh, they keep popping up, um, which is which is uh, you know a completely different uh, conversation. Well, what about what about direct links to commerce? I've always thought that say um, newspapers. Newspapers have this great thing, which are ads. So printed ads. I know their their viewership is in decline, um, or their readership is in decline, but they still have these printed ads that are, you know, basically for me a waste of effort. It's the same thing as radio station ads that don't do any interactivity, right? Where I open up a newspaper and I look at an ad, there's a call to action like phone us, right, or go to our website. But what if I just want to buy those moccasins, right? Like I want to buy them. There's no there's no active way for me to buy from the newspaper, and I just say why not let me buy so the same thing with the radio stations i'm driving down the freeway or i'm i'm uh, you know i'm parked or whatever it is doing i'm driving down and i get this notification that says hey listen there is a sale on bruce springsteen paraphernalia buy now have it delivered by the time you get home you need milk because you're on your way home from the airport buy now have it delivered do you see a moment where where this stuff just beyond downloading apps this becomes just the greatest conduit to commerce because we're captive without a question and in fact for radio listeners, concert tickets are a perfect example. Uh, and we have a, a buy now action that people can actually take. Uh, there, there are some things to make it uh, the authentication of an actual purchase. Actually, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a little time to do that well if you're going to authenticate through their voice or some other means. Today you could do it with Touch ID on an iPhone, but take the authentication out of it because that's gonna get better and better. We're really there today. We can say buy now and the purchase 
can be made, for instance, by essentially putting it in your shopping cart. Mm -hmm. And you actually check out, not, not at that moment, but you check out sometime later. But we can put things in a shopping cart and uh, the purchase is essentially made. I mean, I, I think that that analogy right there, I think, is the greatest thing. You know, a lot of people focus on the actual payment process. And, and what you just said there is so important is that the payments and the authentication will work itself out. That's not in our purview. Like, we, we can't solve that problem. The problem you solve is what everybody wants is get the product in the shopping cart, right? <laughs> Don't miss that opportunity. If you're, selling, if you're selling tickets to a concert, get the product in the shopping cart. Then, because, exactly. th you know, I, that's the focus. And I love that you guys are doing that. I think that that's one of the big things that, that people omit. They always go to the payment. Well, it's too complicated. I'm like, forget it. <laughs> Just get it in the shopping cart. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we're really there today and uh, looking forward to making it better and better. All right, Pat, where do we send people to get more information about what you guys are doing? Either that ad, that's advertisers or, you know, uh, you know, independent uh, radio stations. Where do we send people? So our website is zapmedia.com. That's spelled with an X, X-A-P-P media.com. And our, our phone number is 855-ZAP-ADS, X-A-P-P-A-D-S. 855-ZAP-ADS. Uh, well, no, this has been this has been a great dive. Like, you know, what I hope to do is is as this economy merges, this you know, internet radio economy, which is great, um, and and it starts to actually add GDP, right? Like, it's going to add some serious numbers to this, and that transition from from the paid world to the you know moderately balanced advertising to paid world um, happens. I'd love to keep uh, this conversation going if you don't mind. Would you be up for that, Pat? We'd love to. Yeah, uh, this has been. Uh enthralling and uh, look forward to continuing it in the future thank you pat all right we have been speaking with pat higby who is the uh, ceo and co-founder of a company called zap media that's xappmedia.com go and visit go and find some more information we'll have pat back on here as this uh, this world emerges and uh, they start to see some great results so if he has case studies that are really that showcase the power of this we'll definitely get pat back on pat thank you so much for being a part of untether.tv Rob, thank you for having me. Those of you who are out there listening, maybe you're in your car. This, I consider Untethered.tv as an independent radio station. Maybe I should put some monetization, maybe a couple ads around here. But wherever you are, whatever you are doing, I really appreciate the fact that you actually tune into Untethered.tv. But please, keep coming back. We'll see you next time on Untethered.tv. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Rob.